getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The uh, Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank or the Benchmark Hotline. You can also communicate with us via that at 806-771-0973. Uh, headline news yesterday, Jamie. I don't know how much you guys talked about it on, on the bottom line because it was a short show due to Astros baseball. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games, fined $5 million, settles it with the NFL and the National Football League Players Association. Is that enough? I, I mean, I think Watson wins if he's not gone for the whole year. So I think Watson still wins. Yes, it was a harsher penalty than what he had initially been handed down to him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in, unless he's done for the whole year, I, I think Deshaun Watson wins. Okay. He's he's playing football in, in 2022. It's a win for Deshaun Watson. He does. He does have to uh, write a check. Uh, he, Actually, is, right, yeah. Compared. To, compared to what the arbiter uh, yeah, said. I agree. Six games and, and nothing is what he had said. Um, the thing that's curious to me about the 11 games – and why they didn't do 12, and why they just couldn't reasonably look at this and go, man, this is going to be bad. His first game back is at Houston, his former team. Boy. Yeah, I I have no idea. To me, it felt like we want to do more, but his camp is fighting a year suspension. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, this is us getting kind of what we want, them getting kind of what they want. Yeah, yeah. Um. He met uh, with the media yesterday and maintained his innocence. I'll continue to stand on my innocence just because, you know, settlements and things like that that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person... Yeah, it doesn't mean it. He's, that's accurate. Yeah. But we can all assume it. Right. I feel like a person has an opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that from a legal side. Just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. Watson also said he wants to tell his side of the story someday. I don't know that we want to hear that. Yeah, no, that's. I think we'll pass. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely the plan. That's definitely the goal. I feel like through the whole process, I've been trying to tell my side of the story, but a lot of people just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, uh, for everyone that was affected by this situation, there were a lot of people that were triggered. He added, he's apologized to all women. So anybody that was affected when asked to clarify whether his past apologies were specifically to the women who made allegations against him. Uh, you know, man, there, at some point in time, he just needs to stop talking, right? Yeah, um, I, I would, I, I 100% agree, but that would take the media to stop asking him questions. They made him available, you know, yeah. for comment. Yeah, this will probably be the one time. Yeah. But when he comes back, is it going to stop? Oh, uh, Chuck, you know your media be- brethren. That's not going to no, stop. No, it's not going to stop. But, I mean, it, at some point in so time. So you can't be mad at him for answering the questions no. if the media is still asking him. I guess the thing I look at is, at what point in time, I mean, show a little. It doesn't. I don't feel like we've seen contrition yet. I mean, he says he's apologized. I mean, if you're he says he's innocent. If you're claiming innocence, then yeah. how how can you how can you apologize? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sorry for what I did, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> right, right, right. You're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. You can't really do it. Right. We can't ask for both, can we? No, I, 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 I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, gl- I'm It's taken a long time to get to this point, and you just kind of wonder why, why did it, why did it take so long to get to this point? And I guess it's just, it's the union, it's the NFL, it's him fighting back, it's. It's all it's all those things. It's him being slimy over and over and over and yeah. over again, and um, yeah, and the NFL saying, "Yeah, that's good. Come on, let's let's make you star in this league." And the Cleveland Browns saying, "That's the guy we want." That's the thing. That's that's the, the guy that we want as the face of our organization. Yeah, this- sign him up. Let's put him on every billboard in Cleveland. Say, bring your kids to the game. Mm-hmm. Here's your role model. Right. Come on with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Love every bit of it. Yeah. That's how the sports world works. It's uh, it's it, it, slimy. It's, it's certainly very unfortunate. Yep. Um, and yep. and there's nobody I'll be rooting for more in the NFL, or rooting against more in the NFL than Deshaun Watson in the, and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. So much so that I hope Baker Mayfield crushes it in Carolina. <laughs> I am like. All in on Baker Mayfield now, just to make the Browns look bad. I, I can't go that far. Yeah, I can. I can't. I just I can't. Can. Go, I can't go. I can't go that far. Um. Anyway, it's it's it'll be interesting to see um, the fallout from this. And the other thing, the the big question I have for Cleveland is, if you'd have known this was going to be the case, would you have still traded for him and signed him and given him all the money? that you um gave him if you'd have known this if this was the outcome do you feel like that you've won on this if you're the they gra- clearly gra- thought he was going to get suspended for a year because they that's the deal that they signed with him where mm. he's only getting paid one million dollar yeah both dollars both sides thought yeah. that that was very likely that's mm. why the contract was set up that way mm-hmm. so the nfl couldn't take the large chunk of his sure. change yeah Right? Yeah. They knew it. They knew it. The mm-hmm. the Browns signed up for this. Signed up for it. That's what's so that's what's I guess so surprising about the deal is it's one thing for Watson to get eleven games and five million dollars, but Cleveland went in fully knowing yeah. that there was that there was a problem, it's, big problem. It's like, you know, we've heard Jerry Jones over the years talk about players that get a little loose in their personal life and They've had struggles, and Jones would talk about, hey, you know, it's the best thing for that individual for us to stand behind them right now and for them to be part of the team and all that. And as much as I think, you know what, they they need to take on some responsibility themselves, okay, um, I I agree with what Jerry Jones is saying. That's your player. He's been in your organization, and you're going to back him, and you're going to stand behind him, okay? This is a guy that was doing terrible things somewhere else and the cleveland Browns said yes bring him on board come on it wasn't even their guy that they had to stand behind Mm -hmm. it was somebody else's guy and the texans were like yes please take him (laughs) take him make him go away so he's not a part of us Mm -hmm. yes i mean it's the same thing with with what what baylor was doing with with football players okay knowing they had assault issues elsewhere and Baylor was saying, yes, bring them in. We want them on our campus. We'll go ahead and take that yeah. transfer. Okay. That's exactly what the Cleveland Browns have done here. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I, I'll give credit to an organization that says we're going to stand behind our guy. 
We know he's made mistakes, but we're going to back him. That's what we do, right? We're, we're together. We're family. I'm going to stand behind him. But if you're the Cleveland Browns, I think you are despicable. I mean, absolutely despicable. And the same thing goes, I mean, why should we be surprised? When the Chiefs saw what Kareem Hunt did and they got rid of Kareem Hunt, who was there to sign him? Cleveland. Cleveland, hey, bring him on. Yeah, we want this guy. And now, is, is there anything that's not okay, Cleveland? What, what Is there a line at all, Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns? It doesn't appear that there is. Yeah. And so when it fails miserably again for the Cleveland Browns, what are you going to say, Chuck? Sorry about you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about you. There we go. Finally got it right. But thanks for the setup. Um, it'll just be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Deshaun Watson. Does he, does he go and get some help and realize he's got a big problem and try to have a little redemption out of the deal? Um, or does he keep going down the wrong path? We'll see. We'll see what happens to him. Here's the thing, and Brady Quinn on Double T, the 97.3 um, on uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe uh, the other morning was talking about basically the basic math for Deshaun Watson. So with his $45 million, basically loses half of it to taxes. And... He was talking about how the, one of the reasons why this wasn't getting done was because of money. And he's like, despite the fact that Sean Watson got so much, he doesn't really have that much left because by the time you pay your taxes and pay off everybody, you don't really have very much money left. And so the $5 million, while may seem like uh, not much in the scheme of things, for Deshaun Watson, he may be very cash poor at this point in time. So there is a penalty he's paying, but some would say, not enough in terms of the number of games that he's going to miss. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Today is 20 August 2022. We're going to miss 8 because that'll be Sunday, but here with us day in sports history on 8 is Jeff McGuire. Are you sure we can't come up and do a show? <clears throat> check, check the date again. Isn't it the 19th? No, today's the 19th. Oh, Monday will be the 22nd. Oh, we'll get it. Okay. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> you sounded like uh, one of the Keebler elves right there. Oh, this is magically delicious. <laughs> that would be uh, Lucky, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms, okay. Yes. No, yes. You know, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. And he's a leprechaun, not an elf. <clears throat> but, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was actually trying to make fun of you at the I know. time. I know, so. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> But to quote one of the many mottos of the show, never let the facts get in the way of good I like, story. I like how one of our texters a few minutes ago mentioned that he feels like I'm a low-key guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well he, he kind of pegged that, didn't he? <laughs> Nailed it, right? <laughs> I, I think there's been no more writer comment made on this show. Right. Right. All right. 1903 is where mm-hmm. we're going to start. Feel sorry for the Philadelphia Phillies here. They suffer a their record ninth straight postponed game due to weather. Oh my gosh. Wow. I think I remember us talking about this last year. That's crazy. Yeah. I, Man, how frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, part of it, like, we don't get to play and the fans are we don't get to watch the Phillies, but then the team's gotta be like 
man, how many doubleheaders are we going to have the rest of the year to make these games up? Right. How many off days that we were supposed to have, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to lose because of this? That's, man, that's rough. No day off in Minneapolis to have that fantastic breakfast, right? <laughs> no day off for the rest of the year. Well, most baseball games, Chuck, are played in the evening. So I guess they, so still, they could, still could have breakfast. Still could have breakfast. Okay. Uh, 1909. <laughs> and I normally I don't like doing too before 1910 like this but uh, i didn't know we had a rule i I, I don't like doing it that way (laughs) but if i didn't mention this one someone not named jamie lint would be very upset with me it's actually a strategy to this show there is uh indianapolis motor speedway Mm. home of the automobile race indianapolis 500 opens in indiana today in 1909 yep 1921 wait wait i'm so confused Somebody not named Jamie Lent would be upset if you skipped that one. Yes. Who's in the room with you that's not named Jamie Lent? <laughs> Chuck Hines. Are you upset with that? No. Are you, are you like, no he's oh, a huge uh, fan of the Indy 500. I'm a fan of the Indy 500, but I didn't like... If I didn't, I didn't mention that it had opened today... I didn't have this rolling around in my head that today was opening day at the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and I was going to have build some kind of outrage factory. I mean... It'd be a small one. <laughs> Just one smokestack. 1921, Detroit's Ty Cobb is the fourth to get 3,000 hits. This one against the Boston Red Sox. He is the youngest ever to get to 3,000 hits, at least at, at that point. 1965, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Jim Maloney throws his second no-hitter of the season in a one nothing win over the Chicago Cubs. Four years later, in 1969, Chicago Cub Ken Holtzman no-hits the Atlanta Braves 3 to nothing. Hitting the big time fast forward button to 2004. American swimmer Michael Phelps wraps up the 200 400 meter individual medley double at the Athens Olympics when he wins the 200 meter in a 157 14 Olympic record ahead of teammate Ryan Lochney. And in 2018, Novak Djokovic beats Roger Federer 6 4 6 4 in the final of the Cincinnati Masters to become the first player to win all nine Masters. Took him 1,000 tennis tournaments since he st- since the series started in 1990. That's pretty impressive. It is National Soft Serve Ice Cream Day. Oh, I'm a big fan. And I'm in. Also, National Hot and Spicy Food Day. Okay, I could. I do feel that. like those two can go together quite well. Absolutely. Eat the spicy food first and then have the ice cream to cool off. I had someone last weekend offer me spicy ice cream. <clears throat> really? I'm going like, to guess you turned it down. It was I'm like guess- spicy mango something something lime something. My daughter accepted the challenge. I ate vanilla. <laughs> That's sure. No one should be surprised. <laughs> we... we- but spicy and ice cream how does that go together i'm with you on that i i I don't i wouldn't care for that yeah she she thought it was really good happy birthday to former red raider basketball player andy ellis turned 42 42 today that's a good one he's coaching somewhere around here right He's. I think he's with alicia in uh plainview is he okay i think he's the assistant he's the assistant yeah yeah uh, tomorrow, well, another big one mm-hmm. for Red Raider sports fans. Janine Becky turns 28 tomorrow. Okay. Happy birthday today to John Stamos, who turns 50, 59, still looks 35. President Bill Clinton is 76. Matthew Perry, 53. 
John Deacon, De- uh, John Deacon of Queen is 71. Kirk Cousins, 34. And Gary Gaetti is 64 today. <laughs> Gary Gaetti. But he was a terrific hitter for the Angels. Gold and the Twins. Winner, too. And the Twins, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, got a couple of things from history because both of them are significant enough to mention. During the War of 1812 on this day, the U.S. frigate Constitution defends the British, uh, defends itself against a British frigate in a furious engagement off the coast of Nova Scotia. Witnesses claimed that the British shot merely bounced off the Constitution's sides as if the ship were made of iron rather than wood. Hence how she got her nickname, Old Ironside. Old Ironside, okay. Um, through the course of the War of 1812, numerous ships sunk by Old Ironsides and still sailing today. Hmm. Also on this day in 1960, we all remember that on May 1st, Gary Powers took off in a U-2 spy plane and was shot down over Russia. Today, he was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment for his confessed espionage. Five years later, he would be traded for a Russian spy across a bridge in Germany. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, 6.52 this morning. Uh, A couple of people, including Dr. Mike Gustafson, uh, alerting us and reminding us that uh, Andy Ellis and his wife, Alicia, are now the Coach and uh, head coach is Alicia and assistant at San Angelo, at Angelo State. Oh, okay. Angelo State's where they are now. Okay. okay. Oh, um, good for them. <clears throat> Choice Woodman, also listening this morning. Man, I'm <clears throat> so glad that we've got so many of our colleagues tuning in to help us with the... Uh, That's the show old, prep for them, right? <laughs> spell, <laughs> spell check. See, what they do is... It's definitely an example of what And, not and they see do. what doesn't work, and, and then, then they make sure to avoid right, that. We're the, yeah. we're the throw it against the wall guys. Yeah. Yeah. He says spicy Mexican lime sherbet is really good. That's exactly what it was, I think. I'm, yeah, and it does not surprise that me. Way, that way, when he spills it on it. his lime shoes, <laughs> it won't. It won't you won't be able to even, notice. Can't even tell. Can't even tell. Yep. Can't even. Can't even tell. Yep. That seems like something that Choice Woodman would like. So, you were talking about Ty Cobb being the youngest to get to three thousand at that time. Of course, he's number two on the hits uh, leader list behind Pete Rose. And ahead of Hank Aaron, those two, Rose and Cobb, are the only ones with over 4,000. So we talked the other day about pitchers not getting to 300 wins and things like that. I mean, we're going to start struggling to find a hitter that gets to 3,000 hits. Of the active leaders right now, Pujols is the only active. He and Miguel Cabrera are the only ones that are active with over 3,000. Pujols at 3,359 on the all-time list. Cabrera 24th on the all-time list at 3,076. You want to guess who's after them in terms of leaders? And I'm not sure he is active today because he's been in and out active also, you know, with regard to here in recent times just because his, his, his body is breaking down, his skills are diminishing. On the 80th on the list is Robinson Cano, but he's at 2639. So he's basically 370 hits or so. He's not going to get it, right? No. <clears throat> okay. Next after him... And I am I am not kidding. You have to go all the way into the two hundreds. At two oh eight, Yadier Molina, twenty one forty nine. He's not going to get to three thousand, is he? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's going to be 
And then after him, 237th is Joey Votto at 2,093. And then after him, at 287, is Nelson Cruz, two, 2,003 hits. We, we may not see... We may not see another 3,000 hitter in our lifetime. Maybe. I mean, I hope I live long enough to see it, but I mean, it just speaks to, again, longevity, productivity, and the strike them out, hit them out nature of where we are with Major League Baseball right now. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. I'm, it's, um, it's somewhat dangerous, but I'm going to assume that this is good information here. Okay. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, well, is today the day that Texas Tech baseball recruits move into the dorm? I guess this day is more important than signing day. I heard Texas Tech baseball has a good class coming in. They do have a good class coming in, don't they? Yeah, great class. I think it. I think it's ranked twelfth, I believe. After, you know, you figured out who lost who mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Maybe even higher than that. Maybe it maybe got just inside the top ten, somewhere around there. But you only lost one. Is that right? One guy that got drafted. drafted. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That uh, that you were that thought you were coming in. Uh, now you, you lost maybe a couple of guys that you didn't necessarily think that you were going to lose. Um, but looks like when they're going to field a team. So it looks like they're going to have a really good, good ball club uh, next next uh, spring. But there's a lot of time between now and February the twelfth or fifteenth or whatever day mm-hmm. that it actually is. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. You're kind of smiling at me. No. 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 Okay. No. A lot of time. Are you excited? I mean, are you feel you feel good about it, or is it? Are there lots of there's lots of unknowns, aren't there? I am always excited. Okay, win or lose, I'm going to be excited that Red Raider baseball is here. But do I like their chances to be good? Yeah, I do. Okay. I really do. Okay. Really good class, and I think you you bring back a lot of talented players, and you continue to add to add some key spots in the transfer portal. But mm-hmm. I think you're going to be, I think you're going to see a, a team that plays a little bit differently, maybe than what we've seen in recent years. I think you'll you'll be a little bit more aggressive on the base pass, definitely faster, more athletic, those kind of things. So well, the pitching can come around, you know, and that's obviously always a big, big thing. But uh, if it can, and there's a lot of key guys coming back from last year, then I think you're in good shape. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think you'd be right back where we say, you know, you, you should be every year competing for a Big 12 championship and um, competing to host a regional. and um, Make hope, a deep run. Hopefully that turns into a deep run. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Football. Coach Zach Kitley, he's the offensive coordinator uh, for Texas Tech and for Coach Joey McGuire. They will have a scrimmage tomorrow uh, over at Jones Stadium. It is close to the public, close to the media. Uh, obviously, they're going to be working on you know what they have been working on and maybe some different situations. Here's Coach Kitley on what situations will be worked on this Saturday, which is tomorrow. 
Yeah, so we, we haven't uh, full-on sat down and discussed it yet, but you're looking at maybe some coming-out situations, you know, backed up minus one, um, red zone situations, goal line situations, third down situations, uh, four-minute drills, two-minute drills, those type things are, are kind of probably what we're looking forward to doing uh, when the last scrimmage just a little bit more, put the ball down and play ball, and you get to the red zone, you get to the goal line, you get to third and long, you get to kind of everything. Uh, so I think this one will be a little more focused on those situations, kind of sc- almost scripting it out more where, hey, we're going to go third and three, third and two third and one you got to get a first down type deal you know you hear that and it kind of speaks to not only the quarterback position but virtually every position you get to kind of see things maybe in and as close to real time as you can and how maybe players are going to perform when they're in negative situations or in red zone situations or in you know third and long like you said see who can who can step up and make a play yeah that's what you're looking for those third down plays are obviously the I mean, some of the key, key plays in the game. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, at your own 20-yard line or the opponent's 20-yard line. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if it's in the first quarter or inside of two minutes to go. You know, picking up third downs, moving the chains, I mean, can be the difference in seven points or zero points Mm -hmm. on that particular drive. So uh, being good in third down situations on both sides of the ball is is massive. So they're uh, still working on who's going to throw the ball. What about... Who's running with the ones right now from a wide receiver standpoint for this Texas Tech team? I wouldn't say it's a true ones right now other than uh, Miles Price. Uh, he's kind of solidified himself as, a, as a, our slot that's going to be the starter. Uh, but over at X, you got both JBs, uh, Jaron Bradley and Jordan Brown. And uh, J.J. Sparkman's back now. He'd, he'd kind of been out for just a couple days. He's back now. He's battling out over there and at the other spot. Uh, Lowick, uh, Brady Boyd's out there. you got Koy, uh, Koyakin coming back now. Uh, there, there's a lot of competition out there, so we're still trying to, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, try to solidify someone in that position as well. So Loic Funchy is a guy that uh, they're, they're really high on. Sure. Uh, would like to see him stay as healthy as he can. Uh, but it sounds like there is competition, which that's part of what you want. It makes everybody better. Sounds like there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. And bad deal for him that he's got two JBs. I mean, I mean the initial right. the initial game and the, you know, just the nickname thing. That's a struggle. JB1, JB2? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that? You're, that's a tough deal for the coaches. Deal, I mean, I might, might actually have to use full names or something. <laughs> right, might <laughs> call might. one Jaron or Jonathan. That's, yeah. yeah. And mud. We don't have two muddies though. We only have one. We just got one mud. One yeah. mud. Right. And that's on defense. <laughs> uh, Coach Kitley, here's uh, his thoughts on how close they are to a two deep for offense. We're getting there. We're close. Again, you know, Saturday was kind of always our projected date. Uh, we've had a couple of guys just with some nothing serious injuries, just some some nagging stuff that we're going to get those guys back and see what they can do Saturday. And you know, hopefully, you know, Sunday morning into Monday morning, we'll we'll have that set. And, and Jeff, you were there when he was talking about that. And both you said both coaches were talking about kind of how they're they're dinged up a little bit, but I guess they don't seem overly concerned by that. It doesn't sound like they're season-ending stuff, just dinged up stuff. Yeah, it was interesting that the amount of times that dinged up got mentioned. And at the very end, I, I finally asked um, Coach DeRuiter, how concerned are you about, you know, both of you guys have mentioned that the, everybody's dinged up. He's like, one, mm. two out of ten. Like, the, the players that they've been out, that they announced at the beginning of the fall camp that were out for the season, obviously they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, bumps and bruises, nothing to be concerned about. It, it was really more of a had he had both like every other question had somebody banged up 
it was was in part of the answer, which is what drew me to the question. It, it wasn't a situation like, oh well, you you mentioned one player being one comment being dinged up. It was apparently a lot of bumps and bruises, but it's just bumps and bruises. Yeah, dinged up. He didn't have his fire chief hat on. Didn't go. Didn't have no. Kind of in fact, it even took him a minute to even say one. <laughs> Can I get a warning signal? Um, when he's going to say things like that, just so I know what to expect. You can't expect the unexpected, Jamie. Yeah, it's the known unknown of Chuck Hines. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't uh, can't anticipate too much. Uh, one last thing from uh, Zach Kitley, uh, Cameron Valdez. He says is pushing the top two backs, which would be Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. Cameron's doing a great job. Uh, again, he, he's just a younger guy that just hadn't had as many reps. Uh, but, you know, we, we, with, with Taj and Sroderick back there, uh, he's done a really good job of pushing them, and he's gotten really, uh, really be- a lot better this fall camp, even I thought in the spring, just improving in some pass protection and some of those things that, that he wasn't asked to do as much as a true freshman last year. Uh, again, expecting a big year from him too. So that's, that's good news as well. Because if one of those other guys gets, quote, dinged up, you want to have somebody to come in there and be a hand. Right? That's good to have depth at that position. Those guys do tend to, to get banged up a little bit. We mm-hmm. saw that last year where both of your top two guys missed time. So, yeah, good to have three guys that they're very confident in. Okay. That's uh, that's Zach Kitley, who uh, is uh, obviously going to be heavily – it sounds like they've got a busy weekend. As he said, Sunday and going into Monday. In yeah. terms of working on the two deep. Yeah, I, I think from about August to, you know, <laughs> end of December, it's a mm-hmm. busy weekend yeah. for them. Pre- pretty pretty yeah. much, pretty sure. Busy every day for them. No, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. We'll uh, get some comments from uh, Coach Tim DeRuder here a little bit later on, a little bit after 8 o'clock uh, with regard to, uh, to the defense. And it's, I mean, it's almost here. I mean, we're a couple of weeks out. So, I mean, you're going to have a mock week and then game week. Mm-hmm. And this game on, right? Mm-hmm. With everything. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, the high school kids are going to be, you know, starting up and they'll be, we have the high school fan zone starting on Monday on 100.7 the score. Saturday morning quarterback next week. It's part of Optimum Game Day Live, right? Right. Garrett Luft, your fine host for that. Mm-hmm. Any other secrets you want to give away there, Chuck? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no secrets. <laughs> no secrets. Just you know, we have everything. I don't there. have any secrets. I have some, but I, I don't. <clears throat> shockingly, really? I know. Shockingly, I think from I think who? I, I think from I, what? <laughs> from what you actually are, you know, telling us, admitting to. I, yes, <laughs> I don't want to know what your secrets are. I, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, I still there's still there's still stuff back there. Um, 725 this morning here on the morning drive. Your thoughts, your comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com or the double T973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Jamie's question of the day is next. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the morning drive podcast from double T973. Jamie's question of the day on double T973 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, hit it with me. Charles Michael, Jeffrey, and our fine listening audience. What's your middle name? It's a great question that no one in this building but Jamie knows. I don't know it either. I can't remember it. Yeah. Not something I share. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Are you ashamed of it? No. Okay. But there's a nickname that gets associated with very quickly that I don't need any part of. Okay. You, you just couldn't let it go, could you, Chuck? I couldn't. I mean, you knew that was going to take like two minutes of time. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Proceed. Today's question. Mm-hmm. I want you to predict what is this Red Raider football team at the end of the season going to be known for? Mm. You can be simple with offense, defense. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, you can you can talk. They're they're known for never give up. What I think they're going to be. Uh, what is what are how are we going to remember this team? They're going to be aggressive and play hard. I don't think there will be any lack of energy from this team from game one to game twelve and hopefully thirteen. Mm-hmm. I see this team as one that, and this is normally associated with a negative connotation, but punches above their weight class. They're going to be in games that they probably shouldn't be a part of. Doesn't mean they'll win it, but because they're going to keep fighting and keep working hard in every single aspect of what they're doing from what we've seen from camp and what we get from the coaches that they're going to give a lot of other teams a lot harder time than they're expecting. I think this team's going to be known for the foundation. I think they're going to, we're going to talk about them being not quite there. And like Jeff said, maybe in a lot of games, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be. We're going to see them be in those games, but maybe come up short in some of those games. And so that's why I say not quite there, but building the foundation of it's going to give us hope that mm-hmm. in the future sure, you're going to be even more competitive in those kind of games. I like what both of you guys said. I still think uh, it's a bowl team. I think it's a team that, We'll do some of the things that you talk about, be aggressive and, and play hard. But one other thing that I think maybe you and I don't see eye to eye on, you mentioned yesterday or maybe the day before, I can't remember, about being more confident in the defense than the offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring team. I think it's going to be a high-scoring team. So I I don't think that way at all. I think we'll, I think at the end of the day we'll think the offense is better than the defense. Okay. Uh, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, this team will be known for their grit, not going to fade out or make weak mental mistakes. This, plucky. The Red Raiders will be plucky. Define plucky? Uh, I think plucky is, uh, as, as I kind of see it, is, uh, I mean, they'll be, they'll be, uh, they won't give up. Uh, they they keep chugging along. They'll be like the little engine that could. Okay, I really like this. Having or showing determined courage in the face of difficulties. Mm. I like plucky. Okay. Okay. I, I hope they That's have the definition that. of what you just okay of plucky. Okay. Those are just words off the top of my head that I came up with. Oh, okay. That's very good, Webster. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I could also see this year being in what is hopeful a long run of Joe McGuire at on the Texas Tech campus, like a superhero origin story where you, you, when Superman lands on planet earth in, in Kansas, he's a little kid. 
It, it, we don't expect, but we know there's the big things coming. I don't know. I'm, well, I didn't put him there. That's where he went. Blame his parents. They're the one that sent him there. Uh, this 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 team will be known for its awesome defense. Probably two or three in the conference. Uh, this from uh, Grasshopper. Morning, my late AM buddies. It's been a while since I've chimed in. Yes, we've noticed. Our Raiders will win more games than anyone imagined. Eight to ten wins. Woo! Wow. Uh, you guys nailed it on Plucky, by the way. Okay, mm -hmm. that's from uh, the Plucky writer. Uh, they'll be known as the second Big Twelve team in a row to be picked ninth and finish first. I like it. Wow. Uh, Mike says this. I say we're in and win some of those games you're talking about. It'll probably take at least one of them that if it's going to get you to if you're going to get to a bowl game. Clay says, Chuck and Jamie not seeing eye to eye. And then some <laughs> emojis after that. First yeah. time ever we disagreed on yeah, something. I think Jamie's always a little bit concerned when he does see eye to eye with me. Uh, Bucky says, hopefully be known for a better offense and stronger defense. I like that. A better offense and a stronger defense. Yeah. Okay. Better. better in both regards. Uh, our friend Racer26 my wife planned a little JL excursion, headed off the grid for a few days in Mountain Air, uh, New Mexico, southeast of Albuquerque. That's awesome. Okay. Have fun. Uh, Bobby Hot Dog. Good luck. Be safe. Bobby Hot Dog says he would have been extra Superman if he'd landed anywhere but Kansas. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> extra Superman. <laughs> extra Superman. Okay. Uh, Risa says, uh, Coach Mack. Uh, that's a new nickname. Brings so much positive positivity and energy. Can't wait. I think anybody who's has MC in their name is at some point. You know, they were Mac. coming up with uh, trying to come up with a nickname for uh, Jeff McGuire yesterday, uh, or or Joey McGuire, uh, because you know, just saying McGuire, you know, gets kind of confusing for the the two mcguires if it helps i just assume they're never talking about me right no but you said sunglasses but maybe mac maybe if we just called you mac would that you be okay? works for him too yeah well, i don't ever hear Jay anybody mac call worked, him i mean any why nickname? don't we call him jeff we could because well, then i get confused with haxton mm. oh boy mm. and nobody wants that so much so much confusion yeah. so much confusion i mean you're now what little crouton you have you just are really bothered by I am, this. I am I'm bothered for you. I thought I, I was shocked when you signed off on that. <laughs> I'm a pretty casual guy, Chuck. Little, I don't get crouton. I don't get upset about a lot of things. I roll. <clears throat> um, I think it fits me, Chuck. You know, right? Square, Square crunchy. You know, a little rough around the edges yeah. and crunchy, crunchy. You know, crusty, crusty. Yeah. A curmudgeon, as you like to say. A curmudgeon, yeah. yeah. Bobby Hot Dog's kryptonite explains the Jayhawk. Okay. But, much like Jamie, if he wasn't here, mm -hmm. if croutons aren't on a salad, it's missing something. I, I have been known to make sure that I get some extra croutons for a salad. See? Or if I'm making my own salad, I don't, I'm not chintzy on the croutons. Okay. I'm a fan of the crouton. See? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of the crouton. Uh, somebody says, I want my own rap name. Nope, I really don't. I'm good. 
Uh, Neil says this, I think the season will be remembered for the positivity of the fans that then vanishes the first time we are down at half and they all leave the stadium complaining. <laughs> okay, we're looking for real answers here. Now what's going to happen? That's not nice. Oh, man, Neil, I hope you're wrong. I, I hope too. you're wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, it's obviously going to change when we have a bad game or a bad half or whatever. Sure. And so at this point, there has been nothing... I'll speak for myself. There's been nothing that you look at Joey McGuire and say he didn't do a good job. No missteps. There, he's not. There's not one thing that I can say. I mean, even even the last guy I thought spent too much time blaming the previous guy. And I always hate when coaches do that. Mm-hmm. No matter who they are. Sure. Okay? It's your team. Okay? We all know you didn't bring in those guys. Okay? We all get it. Okay? But quit using it as an excuse. Okay, we understand it takes time to build your program, all that, and get mm-hmm. your guys in there. But quit using it as an excuse. Joey McGuire, ne- I've never heard that from him. I love it. Okay? Obviously, his recruiting's been awesome. His energy's been awesome. He's shown love for all the sports. There's been nothing that we could complain about. He's Superman! At some point, he's going to make a bad decision in a game. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to go, what are you doing? I mean, you're already ready <laughs> saying he's choosing the wrong quarterback. And two games in, he's going to pick a different guy. Okay? He's going to. I would like to think our fan base isn't just going to completely bail on him. We're just going to say, huh, he's human. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make the right call every single time. He's human. He's human. Yeah. There you go. That was really good. We could end right now. The sermon's over. 740. Boom, boom, boom is next. <laughs> Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With uh, Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. It's nice to uh, have you along for the ride. All right. Um, I really... I really don't know how to approach this, only from the standpoint that it seems to be very one-sided um, with regard to uh, an article that's in the AJ Today uh, concerning former Texas Tech uh, tennis coach uh, Todd Petty. Um, from from my standpoint, I, I have been around this program a grand total of nothing, okay? So I have, I have no perspective on this other than uh, the times that we've had Coach Petty on the air I found him uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, I've been uh, very appreciative of of what he has been able to accomplish with his assistant coaches and with his players at Texas Tech. I think it seems to me like they've always represented the university well, that he's always represented the university well. And I feel like um, there's always going to be uh, issues when people leave whether it's businesses or sports teams or anything, but I also feel like you, you, you got to tell both sides of the story. And I'm not sure that this article does that other than just comes out and does basically a hatchet job on Texas tech women's tennis and talks to disgruntled players. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, a week ago you were talking about the women's basketball program and what happened with coach Stallings and blah, 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 blah. Well, just because something happens on with one sport, it doesn't mean that some, the same thing happens with another sport just because they're women's athletics. Okay? Sure. So, your perspective of this? Well, I, I think that anybody who has 
been around Coach Petty, or even if you've heard him on the airwaves with us, uh, you can you can you wouldn't be surprised to know that Coach Petty um, was is a hard nosed you know uh, demanding coach, right? It's emotional. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you wouldn't be surprised to know that about any. A successful coach. We just heard uh, right. Coach DeRuiter talk about how his kids are willing to be coached yeah. hard. Yeah, Joey McGuire is a guy with great energy and passion and all that. You don't think he, you know, gets frustrated with his players at times, mm-hmm. and 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 gets onto them, and and you know, it's it's part of coaching. And I just would say this: I I, I absolutely. I think your point was really good, Chuck, and that this article to me was as one-sided and um it, it just felt like there was a, an agenda that they were trying to push here and knowing that there were numerous athletes that came to coach petty's defense and none of those athletes were quoted none or many of those athletes reached out to the reporter and the reporter had no desire to reach back they didn't want to know the other side. And again, you're talking about kids that have left the program. If you're going to judge a program by the kids that have left, whether that be because they didn't get playing time or they got cut or those kind of things, and you're going to take their word and not the players that remain in the program and that went through the four years of the program and all of that, and you're going to not listen to what they had to say but you're only going to listen to the disgruntled, you're going to hear disgruntled comments. Right. Okay? And there were two qu- comments that were in there. That anybody who read the article, two comments that were in there, one that was taken as racist and one that was taken as sexist. And Coach Petty would tell you 100%, remember the situations, that was not what was said. Okay? Now it's his word against her word, okay? He's got numerous other athletes that will back him on that, but you're only taking one side of this. And I say you, the reporter. Sure. Okay? So to me, this feels like Texas Tech had an issue with their women's basketball program. Okay? We all saw that. Okay? And then there was an issue with treatment in softball. Okay? So now there's like this this target on Texas Tech's back. And it just feels like the USA Today, okay, is piling on in this deal, okay? Piling on because it's like, oh, we've, we've seen there's an issue here, so we're we're continuing to attack. This is an, our area to attack. Uh, again, and I... There's nothing from the other, the, from the players, whether, and the current players probably can't comment on it, but... And totally understandable, but the, right. But the previous players, uh, yes. there's nothing... There's nothing in there, there's nothing okay? There. When, when those kids wanted to help. And wanted to give the other side of it. And so if you're not going to give both sides in your article, then what are we doing here? I mean, clearly you had an agenda that you wanted to pose, that you wanted to put out there, and you you don't want the truth. You just want your agenda or your side of things. So, you know, I... I uh, I, I think that it's it's disappointing, it's sad, it's all that good stuff. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think Coach Petty, no question, and I've seen their practices. 
I mean, no question is an emotional guy who pushes his kids as hard as he can push them. But I've also seen uh, Coach Tadlock coach his kids, and I've seen, you know, whatever, high school coaches, college coaches, whatever. That's what coaches do. They push them to the limit to get to be as good as they can, okay? Some kids maybe don't handle it as well as others. Some kids don't have a problem with it, and then when they're not playing, they all of a sudden have a problem, have a problem yeah. with it. Or when they're cut from the team, you know, and, and in that article, they talked about two kids leaving. Okay, well, well they don't, and, and, and acted like they went on to these great careers elsewhere. Okay, well, I mean, one of the kids got kicked off the next team that she was on. Okay, but yet we're still, we, we're, her voice means so much, but nobody else's does. And this is a kid that was booted from the next team. The, another girl went and played somewhere else, and then she, she quit after the next year and was done playing. So again, we're not following up on information, any of that. We're just, we're just putting out one side. And there's some things that are taken out of context, too, with regard to these quotes. quotes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it, I mean, it's just one, it's very one-sided. Okay, and so, you know, and I think a lot of tech fans are like, well, what we're seeing here is that student athletes are soft now. Okay, both on the men's side, women's side, it's probably more so on the women's side where you hear that complaint or whatever. And I'm kind of I fall in the middle of that to a certain degree, because I think that. I do think our children are softer than they used to be. I don't think, and I think adults are too. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's no way around that. But at the same time, I think this initiative that we've seen in recent years about hey, coaches don't have to berate student athletes and they don't have to make them feel like horrible human beings. Where there is more of a um, uh, you know a, a responsibility to be careful with that. I think it's good that some of this stuff has come out. So I'm not completely against feeling like, oh, student athletes should be treated like garbage all the time. I don't believe that. Uh, You know, I I hear about how important sports psychologists are now in athletic departments and how much they use them across the board in like every sport. And I think that's fantastic because clearly, and I know Texas Tech is one of them, they are really valuing the mental health of these student athletes. And they are accepting of the fact that student athletes have this pressure on them to perform, whether that's put partly on by themselves, partly on by their coaches, partly just because of expectations and all that, and so that they deal with a lot of those things, just like we've heard, we've heard professional athletes come out and talk about that. So I, I think that this 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 initiative of this thought of that all student athletes are soft, I don't necessarily think that, but I do think. Athletes are made differently than they used to be at the college level. And so I think there's no question. And so so are the parents. That's a huge problem. Huge problem. And so when you're, I mean, I just think that coaching has got to be really hard now, right? Mm -hmm. You have no idea on any given day because of the transfer portal and all that. How, how, you know, you got to be extra careful, right, with how you treat a kid. And and, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I just think this article was really one-sided. Okay, um, and it, it it it's sad to me that this reporter, the USA Today, had no desire to tell the full story. They just had the story that they wanted to that tell. They wanted to tell, and that's the story that was told. And they got the quotes that they wanted. Coach yeah. Petty's quote was this: "My priority has always been the well-being of my players." suggest otherwise is simply not truthful. The landscape of women's college athletics is changing. The scrutiny of coaches is at an all-time high.
All right. Uh, that'll do it for us this morning here on the Morning Drive. Sports Center's next. End of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Dan Patrick next here on Double T 97.3. Don't forget the bottom line at noon. Tech Talk at 3 on Double T 97.3. And the Rangers and the Twins tonight from Minneapolis at 6.30. Have a great day, everybody. Do remember, in the Department Store of Human Affairs, sports is, after all, the toy department. Adios, muchacho! You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.